Hello and welcome to the Revolutionary Radio Project. I'm your host, Rob Skiba, and I'm excited to be joined once again by a friend and co-host, Zen Garcia, for our continuing study on the book of Genesis. Hey, Zen, how you doing, man? Doing well, brother. How about yourself? Yeah, doing real good. I got uh, the um, audio first work in progress of the audio uh, se- uh, separated tracks came in today for the seed projects. So I've got the music track, the vocal track, and the uh, sound design track. So I can start messing around with it. And uh, we're getting closer, man. A lot closer to completion. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. So what have you been up to? Um, just working on the Ford for Diane Cover's book. And um, also, uh, Joy finished up another one on the Hollow Earth and... So I'm looking at the format for that as well, and and just um, learning other techniques with regard to cryptocurrencies, yield farming, and things of that nature. So um, just uh, other forms of passive income. Yeah, very cool. Um, I got uh, I had I think I told you about this. I hired Jake Grant to um, <clears throat> clean up all our previous shows that we've done so far. Uh, awesome. Just basically taking out the uh, jibber jabber that we did, you know, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, when we're uh, talking about like what we're doing right now, basically. Um, right. And, and, and yeah, and taking out the uh, commercials. So uh, that's 67 videos so far, man. And um, wow. Yeah, we've done a lot. And uh, what I've started to do um, now that I have these cleaned up versions is uh, I'm going back and I'm embellishing on the stuff that we talked about by in- including other footage, you know, from other videos and stuff nice. that I've nice. done. Specifically, I mean, we're, we're going to have probably, I'm going to guess right now, close to 15 hours worth of just Chapter 1 of Genesis. <laughs> wow, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be like six <laughs> six videos. And... Um, Man, it's going to be good. It's going to be really cool. So I'll, pr- I'll probably start releasing those uh, one at a time you know, pretty soon here as I get them done. I've got four of them done so far, the first four episodes. So, yeah, very cool. Yeah. It'll give people a, a chance to catch up without um, having to listen to all the dialogue. So yeah. And, you know, just all of the straight studies. So yeah, it's going to be good. It'll be a blessing for them. Yeah, and he also did, uh, you know, uh, he did a, a dramatized version of the Book of Enoch. Right. So uh, what I'll probably do is replace our readings of Enoch with his dramatized version also when we get to the Enoch chapters. Nice. Uh-huh. Uh, and although I may, because I, I read from Lawrence, and he read, you both, you and he read from Charles. <clears throat> so since I did commentary on Lawrence, I may still keep that, but... Anyway, just messed around with it. Uh, I think right I think when we're finally done with it, it's going to be a pretty cool product. I think so. It's a lot of material. Man, no doubt. Okay. Just the Book of <clears throat> Enoch was a lot. But yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there's probably 70-something hours just on Enoch alone. Right. So it's going to be, it's going to be good. Um, yeah. So uh, last show that we did uh looks like we covered chapter 26 and 27 of genesis and related portions from joshua 28 and then of course you read from the targum legends of the patriarchs and prophets and some other mm-hmm. cool stuff so <clears throat> oh 
did you happen to catch the video I just uploaded? Uh, it's a pre-recorded show. I'm going to air it next week here on TFR, but I uploaded it already to YouTube. An uh, interview that I did with Dr. Judd Burton on the Raphaim. No, but uh, I'll check it out tomorrow. Well, <clears throat> he solved an interesting problem for me because uh, I never really knew what to do with the Raphaim. And, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the root word is Rafa which we have for, like, Jehovah Rapha, you know, God, my healer. Um, and it also has some connotations of, like, resurrection to it. It's translated as shades, is, is like, uh, almost like the shadow people kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. It has all kinds of interesting translations to it, and I, I didn't know quite what to do with them. Like, w- w- who were the Raphaim, you know? Um, and the first time that the Raphaim, the word shows up, is in Genesis 14, and that's the same chapter that is the first chapter that we have the word kings mentioned. And what Dr. Burton has discovered is that the the root for Rafa is the same root that is used in multiple, I think it's up to like 70 different languages, uh, for their word for uh, king. And wow. so, long story short, the conclusion mm. is is that the Raphaim were the royalty of the Nephilim. Oh, wow. So that's pretty cool. It, yeah, it's really cool because it's in Genesis 14, where it talks about the the Raphaim, it also talks about the Zuzim and the Emims, uh, and uh, yeah. I forget which one's which. One, I think Zuzim means roving creatures, and Emims means terrors. So it, it's like if you read that passage, it's like. It's talking about the royalty of the new, of the Nephilim, the roving creatures of the Nephilim, and the terrors of the Nephilim. All, all like if you use the meaning of the words, mm-hmm. right there. So when it says that Og of Bashan was of the remnant of the Raphaim, he, we know that he's a king, King Og. Right. Yeah. Uh, that he is a remnant of the royalty of the Nephilim. Ah, uh, that uh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's because yeah, it, he was one of the um, pre-flood. Well, uh, there was a pre-flood character. This is my conclusion, anyway, that there was a pre-flood character uh-huh. named Og, and there was a post-flood character of, of Og. Uh-huh. He'd, be, he'd have to be way too old to be a pre-flood character. Uh, you know, there's the legends of the Jews talking about Og hanging on to the Ark, but that Og is so big, yeah. he's like, he's massive. Whereas the Og of Bashan, he's like 15 feet tall, which is still big, but it's uh-huh. nowhere near as big as the guy that, they claim is like hanging on to the ark like a log, you know, and Noah's feeding him through the window for a year mm-hmm. <clears throat> and all that. It makes me um, wonder because his son was named Augeus. Oh. And so, you well, know, that, that's. Og would be also, short for Augeus, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if, you know, um, if it could have been connected to him as well because uh, he was also, he assumed a leadership position as well. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. It's like the, this is what's cool when you get with other people who do this type of research is because everybody, you know, right. we're, we're all doing our, our own thing, you know, but we're all yeah. constantly finding new information. And right. uh, it's it's really cool when we're able to share it with each other. So, yeah, if you get a chance, yeah, check out that interview I did with Judd. I think you'll, I will. I think I'll you'll enjoy it. Will. Okay. Um, so I think I got everything queued up here. I guess I might as well just start with um, – Genesis chapter 28 and we can go from there I suppose sounds good alright Genesis chapter 28 
And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Panan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, my mother's brother. And God Almighty bless thee, and make thee fruitful, and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multitude of people. And give thee a blessing of Abraham to thee, and to thy seed with thee, that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. And Isaac sent away Jacob, and he went to Padan Aram unto Laban, son of Bethuel, the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob and Esau's mother. And Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padan Aram to take him a wife from thence, and that he, that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. And that Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and was gone to Padan Aram. And Esau, seeing that the daughters of Canaan pleased not Isaac his father, then went Esau unto Ishmael and took unto the wives which he had Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebojoth, to be his wife. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haram. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and laid down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Isaac. The land wherein thou liest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. And thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and I will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob walked out of his sleep, awaked out of his sleep, and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place! This is none other than but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon it, upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city was called Luz at the first. And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the, the Lord be my God. And this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house, and of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. All right, so that's uh, Genesis 28 and the King James. All right. Did you want me to read from the Targum? Yeah, because uh, I, I covered that much, I think, in Joshua already. Seems like that was uh, familiar. So. Okay, uh, well, I was reading last week from chapter 27, where we were talking about how 
the vest vestures yeah that um jacob was received from rebecca were the garments of power yeah that were formerly adam's so i'll i'll start from that passage cool and finish up 27 and then go into 28 okay all right oh let me go ahead and share And he went and took and brought to his mother, and his mother made food such as his father loved. And Rebekah took the pleasant vestments of Esau, her elder son, which had formerly been Adam's, but which that day Esau had not worn. But they remained with her in the house, and with them she dressed Jacob, her younger son. And the skins of the kids she laid upon his hands and the smooth parts of his neck and the food and the bread she had made she set in the hand of Jacob her son and he entered unto his father and said my father and he said behold me who art thou my son and Jacob said to his father I am Esau thy firstborn I have done as thou spakest with me arise now sit and eat of my venison that thy soul may bless me and Isaac said to his son, What is this that thou hast found so soon, my son? And he said, Because the Lord thy God had prepared it before me. And Isaac said to Jacob, Come near now, and I will feel thee, my son, whether thou be my son Esau or not. And Jacob drew near to Isaac his father, who touched him, and said, This voice is the voice of Jacob. Nevertheless, the feeling of the hands is as the feeling of the hands of Esau, but he recognized him not, because his hands were hairy, as the hands of Esau, his brother. And he blessed him, and he said, But art thou my son Esau? And he said, I am. And he said, Draw near, and I will eat of my son's venison, that my soul may bless thee. And he approached him, and he ate, and he had no wine, but an angel prepared it for him. From the wine which had been kept in its grapes from the days of the beginning of the world. And he gave it to Jacob's hand. And Jacob brought it to his father, and he drank. And Isaac his father said, Draw near now, and kiss me, my son. And Jacob drew near and kissed him. And he smelled the smell of his vestments, and blessed him, and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of the fragrant incense, which is to be offered on the mountain of the house of the sanctuary, which shall be called a field which the Lord hath blessed, and that he hath chosen that therein his Shekinah might dwell. Therefore the word of the Lord give thee of the good dews which descend from the heavens, and of the good fountains that spring up, and make the herbage of the earth to grow from beneath, and plenty of provision and wine let peoples be subject to thee all the sons of Esau and kingdoms bend before thee all the sons of Keturah a chief and a ruler be thou over thy brethren and let the sons of thy mother salute thee let them who curse thee my son be accursed as Bileam bar Beor and them who bless thee be blessed as Moshe the prophet, the scribe of Israel, Jerusalem. 
Let people serve before thee all the sons of Esau. All kings be subject to thee, all the sons of Ishmael. Be thou a chief and a ruler over the sons of Keturah. All the sons of Laban, the brother of thy mother, shall come before thee and salute thee. Whoso curseth thee, Jacob, my son, shall be accursed as Balaam, ben Beor. And whoso blesseth thee shall be blessed as Moshe, the prophet and scribe of Israel. And it was when Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had gone out about two handbreadths from Isaac his father, that Esau his brother came in from his hunting, and the word of the Lord had impeded him from taking clean venison. But he had found a certain dog, and killed him, and made food of him, and brought to his father, and said to his father, Arise, my father, and eat of my venison, that thy soul may bless me. Hmm. And Isaac his father said to him, Who art thou? And he said, I am thy firstborn, Esau. And Isaac was moved with great agitation when he heard the voice of Esau. And the smell of his food rose in his nostrils as the smell of burning Gehenna. And he said, Who is he who hath got venison? And come to me, and I have eaten of all which he brought me before thou camest. And I have blessed him, and he shall too be blessed. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a cry exceeding great and bitter, and said to his father, Bless me, me also, my father. And he said, Thy brother hath come with subtlety, and hath received from me thy blessing. And he said, His name is truly called Jacob, for he hath dealt treacherously with me these two times. My birthright he took, and behold, now he hath received my blessing. And he said, Hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? And Isaac answered and said to Esau, Behold, I have appointed him a ruler over thee, and all his brethren have I made to be his servants. And with provision and wine have I sustained him. And now go, leave me, for what can I do for thee, my son? And Esau answered his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me, me also, my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And Isaac answered and said to Esau, Behold, among the good fruits of the earth shall be thy habitation, and with the dews of the heaven from above, and upon thy sword shalt thou depend, entering at every place. Yet thou shalt be subtle and credulous, and be in subjection to thy brother. But it will be that when his sons become evil, and fall from keeping the commandments, of the law, thou shalt break his yoke of servitude from off thy neck, Jerusalem. And by thy weapons thou shalt live, and before thy brother be subject. And it shall be when the sons of Jacob labor in the law and keep the commandments, they will set the yoke of subjection on thy neck. But when the sons of Jacob withdraw themselves and study not the law, nor keep the commandments, behold, then shalt thou break their yoke of subjection from off thy neck. 
And Esau kept hatred in his heart against Jacob, his brother, on account of the order of blessing with which his father had blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, I will not do as Cain did, who slew Abel in the lifetime of his father, for which his father begat Sheth, but will wait till the time when the days of mourning for the death of my father come, and then will I kill Jacob, my brother, and will be found the killer and the heir. And the words of Esau, her elder son, who thought in his heart to kill Jacob, were shown by the Holy Spirit to Rebekah. And she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Behold, Esau thy brother lieth in wait for thee, and plotteth against thee to kill thee. And now, my son, hearken to me, arise, escape for thy life, and go unto Laban my brother at Haran, and dwell with him a few days, until the wrath of thy brother be abated, until thy brother's anger have quieted from thee, and he have forgotten what thou hast done to him. And I will send and take thee from thence. Why should I be bereaved of you both in one day, thou being slain, and he driven forth, as Hava was bereaved of Abel, whom Cain slew? And both were removed from before Adam and Hava all the days of the life of Adam and Hava. Jerusalem, until the time when the bitterness of thy brother shall be turned away from thee. And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am afflicted in my life on account of the indignity of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob take a wicked wife from the daughters of Heth, such as these are the daughters of the people of the land, what will life be to me? Chapter 28. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and commanded him and said to him, Thou shalt not take a wife from the daughters of the Canaanite. Arise, go to Padan of Aram, to the house of Bethuel, my mother's father, and take thee from thence a wife from the daughters of Laban, mother's brother, and El Shaddai will bless thee with many possessions, and increase thee and multiply thee into twelve tribes. And thou shalt be worthy of the congregation of the sons of the Sanhedrin, the sum of which is seventy, according to the number of the nations. And he will give the blessing of Abraham to thee, and to thy sons with thee, and cause thee to inherit the land of thy sojourning, which he gave unto Abraham. And Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Padam Aran, unto Laban bar Bethuel, the Aramanite, the brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob and Esau. And Esau considered that Isaac had blessed Jacob, and had sent him to Padam Aram, to take him from thence a wife, when he blessed him, and commanded him, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of the Canaanites, and that Jacob obeyed the word of his father, and the word of his mother, and was gone to Padan Aran. And Esau considered that the daughters of the Canaan were evil before Isaac his father. And Esau went unto Ishmael and took the wife Mahalath, 
who is Besamoth, the daughter of Ishmael, bar Abraham, the sister of Neboeth from his mother, besides his other wives. All right, we are caught up. Very cool. Um, you know, Isaac, you know, I guess, you know, he was, his eyesight was gone, but it, it must be his yeah. taste buds and smell was gone too, because, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he didn't seem to know the difference between, because what his mom got a, was a lamb, I think. Uh, uh, you know, she spiced it up probably, you know, whatever, however she prepared the food. But, you know, apparently he doesn't know the difference between the taste of a lamb, a deer, and a dog. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I didn't catch that before. You know, that's interesting. The Targum said that he, he found a certain dog. Like, right. It just shows his heart, man. Like, he doesn't really care. No, not at all. And uh, this was also, um, it's the same story as mentioned in the legends of the Jews as well. About that. That he tried to feed his father a dog. Wow. It is interesting, though. He, he's already comparing himself to Cain. You know, he's like, I'm not going to do it, Cain. Right. I'm not going to do it. Well, I'm going to do the same thing Cain did, but I'm not going to do it the same way that Cain did it. <laughs> right. Not while my dad's alive. Yeah, not while my dad's alive, but I'm going to get him mm -hmm. afterwards. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Uh, well, it looks like this will take us out to the break. So um, let me see when we come back. Uh, during the break, I'll look and see where we are in Jubilees. We may need to get caught up in Jubilees. Otherwise, we'll just keep going. Sounds good. In um, All Genesis. Right. All right. So we'll be right back after the break. Extendivite, a seven-herb combination made from garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. Extendivite feeds our body with the right nutrients to keep us healthy. Just listen to what Arthur has to say. I was just calling to tell you what a great product you have. I had used this about, oh, 10 years ago after I had congestive heart pain. And it's fixed me up and got me going for the last 10 years. Lately, I've been having heart trouble again. So I placed another order because this was the only thing that ever worked. And I just wanted to let you know that you have a great product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with ExtendoVite. Your home has needs. It needs a healthy, dry environment all year round. Start by getting rid of the worst air in the basement and crawl space, where the problems begin and make the whole house sick. Introducing the new Smart Wave Ventilation Unit. It has advanced technologies to continuously reduce moisture, mold, and odors, and expel radon, gases, and pollutants. And now, wave units include carbon monoxide detection to automatically expel air at a high rate and send you an alert. It also has an app so you can remotely monitor the conditions. Wave is a comprehensive, maintenance-free, affordable solution that will transform your entire home. 
Protect your home and family with what it needs. Give it a new smart wave ventilation unit. For more information, call 888-717-WAVE. That's 888-717-WAVE. Or go to dryhealthyhome.com. That's dryhealthyhome.com. For 5,000 years, the world was ruled with wooden ships by one man. 242 years ago, a small group of free men crafted a new nation built on liberty and freedom. Global elites have been fighting to destroy this new nation called America ever since. Based on actual events, Charm of Favor tells a true story of how they corrupted the election system. They infiltrated federal agencies and murdered witnesses, judges, and even presidents to keep from being caught. Now, the largest and wealthiest crime syndicate the world has ever known has been drawn out of the shadows. They have killed hundreds of Americans and recently attempted to assassinate half our congressmen. Still, they escape arrest through an almost supernatural charm of favor. Read Charm of Favor and be prepared to open your eyes to what may lie just around the corner. Charm of Favor is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. We are TFR. My fate and destiny is all I need to prevail. Truth Frequency Radio. And we're back on the Revolutionary Radio Project. I'm your host, Rob Skiba, and uh, right before the break, we had read Genesis 28 in the King James and the Targum equivalent of those chapters, uh, 28, 27, and 28. Uh, during the break, I looked to see where we were in Joshua and Jubilees, so it looks like I could read from both um, Jubilees 26 and Joshua 29. Uh, so I'll go ahead and do that. This is Jubilees chapter 26. And in the seventh year of this week, Isaac called Esau his elder son and said unto him, I am old, my son, and behold, my eyes are dim in seeing, and I know not the day of my death. And now take thy hunting weapons, thy quiver and thy bow, and go out to the field and hunt and catch me venison, my son, and make me savory meat such as my soul loveth, and bring it to me that I may eat, and that my soul may bless thee before I die. But Rebekah heard Isaac speaking to Esau, and Esau went forth early to the field to hunt and catch and bring some to his father. And Rebekah called Jacob her son and said unto him, Behold, I heard Isaac thy father speak unto Esau thy brother, saying, Hunt for me and make me savory meat, and bring it to me, that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord before I die. And now, my son, obey my voice in that which I command thee. Go to thy flock and fetch me two good kids of the goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loves. And thou shalt bring it to thy father, that he may eat and bless thee before the Lord before he die, and that thou mayest be blessed. And Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Mother, I shall not withhold anything which my father would eat and which would please him, only I fear my mother 
that he will recognize my voice and wish to touch me. And thou knowest that I am smooth, and Esau, my brother, is hairy. And I shall appear before his eyes as an evildoer, and shall do a deed which he had not commanded me, and he will be wroth with me, and I will bring upon myself a curse and not a blessing. And Rebekah, his mother, said unto him, Upon me be thy curse, my son, only obey my voice. And Jacob obeyed the voice of Rebekah, his mother, and went and fetched two good and fat kids of the goats, and brought them to his mother, and his mother made them savory meat, such as he loved. And Rebekah took the goodly raiment of Esau, her elder son, which was with her in the house, and she clothed Jacob, her younger son, with them, and she put the skins of the kids upon his hands and on the exposed parts of his neck. And he gave the meat and the bread which she had prepared unto the hand of her son Jacob. And Jacob went to into his father and said, I am thy son, I have done according as thou badest me. Arise and sit and eat of that which I have caught, father, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac said to his son, How hast thou found so quickly, my son? <clears throat> and Jacob said, Because the Lord thy God caused me to find. And Isaac said unto him, Come near, that I may feel thee, my son, if thou art my son Esau or not. And Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not, because it was a dispensation from heaven to remove his power of perception. And Isaac discerned not, for his hands were hairy as his brother Esau's, so that he blessed him. And he said, Art thou my son Esau? And he said, I am thy son. And he said, Bring near to me that I may eat of that which thou hast caught, my son, that my soul may bless thee. And he brought near to him, and he did eat, and he brought him wine, and he drank. And Isaac his father said unto him, Come near and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his raiment, and he blessed him and said, Behold, the smell of my son is as the smell of a full field which the Lord hath blessed. And may the Lord give thee of the dew of heaven and of the dew of the earth and plenty of corn and oil. Let nations serve thee and peoples bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. And may all the blessings wherewith the Lord hath blessed me and blessed Abraham my father be imparted to thee and to thy seed forever. Cursed be he that curses thee, and blessed be he that blesses thee. And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing his son Jacob, and Jacob had gone forth from Isaac his father, he did hid himself, and Esau his brother came in from his hunting. And he also made savory meat, and brought it to his father, and said unto his father, Let my father arise, and eat of my venison, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac his father said unto him, Who art thou? And he said unto him, I am thy firstborn son, thy, thy son Esau. I have done as thou hast commanded me. And Isaac was very greatly astonished and said, Who is he that hunted and caught it and brought it to me? And I have eaten of all before thou camest, and have blessed him, and he shall be blessed and all his seed forever. And it came to pass when Esau heard the words of his father Isaac, that he cried with an exceeding great and bitter cry, and said unto his father, Bless me, even me also, father. And he said unto him, Thy brother came with guile, and hath taken away thy blessing. And he said, Now I know why his name is named Jacob, 
Behold, he hath supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and now he hath taken away my blessing. And he said, Hast thou not reserved a blessing for me, father? And Isaac answered and said unto him, unto Esau, Behold, I have made him thy lord, and all his brethren have I given to him for servants, and with plenty of corn and wine and oil have I strengthened him. And what now shall I do for thee, my son? And Esau said to Isaac his father, Hast thou one blessing, O father? Bless me, even me also, father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And Isaac answered and said unto him, Behold, far from the dew of the earth shall be thy dwelling, and far from the dew of heaven from above. And by thy sword wilt thou live, and thou wilt serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass when thou becamest great, and dost shake his yoke off from off thy neck. Thou shalt sin a complete sin unto death, and thy seed shall be rooted out from under heaven. And Esau kept threatening Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And he said in his heart, May the days of mourning for my father now come, so that I may slay my brother. Jacob, chapter 27. And the words of Esau, her elder son, were told to Rebekah in a dream. And Rebekah sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said unto him, Behold, Esau thy brother will take vengeance on thee so as to kill thee. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice and arise and flee unto thou to Laban my brother to Haran and tarry with him a few days until thy brother's anger turns away and he removed his anger from thee and forget all that thou hast done then I will send and fetch thee from thence and Jacob said I am not afraid if he wishes to kill me I will kill him and she said unto him let me not be bereft of both my sons on one day and Jacob said to Rebekah his mother behold Thou knowest that my father has become old, and does not see, because his eyes are dull. And if I leave him, it will be evil in his eyes, because I leave him and go away from you, and my father will be angry and will curse me. I will not go. When he sends me, then only will I go. And Rebekah said to Jacob, I will go in and speak to him, and he will send thee away. And Rebekah went in and said to Jacob, or said to Isaac, I loathe my life because of the two daughters of Heth, whom Esau has taken him as wives. And if Jacob take a wife from among the daughters of the land, such as these, for what purpose do I further live? For the daughters of Canaan are evil. And Isaac said and, uh, called Jacob and blessed him and admonished him and said unto him, Do not take thee a wife of the, any of the daughters of Canaan. Arise and go to Mesopotamia, to the house of Bethuel, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban thy mother's brother and God Almighty bless thee and increase and multiply thee that thou mayest become a company of nations and give thee the blessings of my father Abraham to thee and to thy seed after thee that thou mayest inherit the land of thy sojournings and all the land which God gave to Abraham go my son in peace and Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Mesopotamia to Laban, the son of Methuel, the Syrian, the, bro the brother of Rebekah, Jacob's mother. And it came to pass, after Jacob had arisen to go to Mesopotamia, that the spirit of Rebekah was grieved after his son, and she wept. And Isaac said to Rebekah, My sister, weep not on account of Jacob, my son, for he goeth in peace, and in peace will he return. The Most High God will preserve him from all evil, and will be with him, for he will not forsake him all his days, for I know that his ways will be prospered in all things wherever he goes, until he return in peace to us, 
and we see him in peace. Fear not on his account, my sister, for she for he is on the upright path, and he is a perfect man, and he is faithful and will not perish. Weep not. And Isaac comforted Rebekah on account of her son Jacob and blessed him. And Jacob went from the well of the oath to go to Haran on the first year of the second week in the forty-fourth jubilee, and he came to Luz on the mountains, that is Bethel, on the new moon of the first month of this week, and he came to the place at even and turned from the way to the west on the ro- of the road that night, and he slept there for the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and laid it on his head under the tree, and he was journeying alone, and he slept. And he dreamt that night, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of the Lord ascended and descended on it. And behold, the Lord stood upon it. And he spake to Jacob and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou art sleeping, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed after thee. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt increase to the west and to the east and to the north and the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the nations be blessed. And behold, I will be with thee and will keep thee whithersoever thou goest. And I will bring thee again into this land in peace. For I will not leave thee until I do everything that I told thee of. And Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Truly this place is the house of the Lord. And I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, Dreadful is this place, which is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob arose early in the morning and took the stone which he had put under his head and set it up as a pillar for a sign, and he poured oil upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the place was Luz at the first. And Jacob vowed a vow unto the Lord, saying, If the Lord will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, and give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God, and this stone which I have set up as a pillar for a sign in this place shall be the Lord's house. And of all that thou givest me, I will give the tenth to thee, my God. That's interesting that, again, you know, it's what's cool about looking at these other texts because it elaborates on like what Rebecca was doing when she was complaining about Esau taking a bride of the Canaanites. I always, I always assumed that she was having a, a spat with her, one of her daughters-in-law, but this was just more of her deceitfulness. Like, okay, I got a plan. You know, I, I know you don't want to, you don't want to leave because you know, your father may die soon and you don't want (laughs) to be, so I'll tell you what, I'll I'll, just let, let me go talk to him. Hey, you know, I, I really don't. I, I can't stand that Esau took wives of the Canaanites. Man, I hope Jacob doesn't do that. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. and, and Isaac's like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, send them off to get a wife somewhere else. I'm like, wow. That had been a long-held prohibition, though. Well, yeah, uh, it, it the, had been, but yeah, the children of Adam. It's just funny yeah. that she's leveraging that to. Yeah, yeah, fully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing that stood out to me is it kept talking about. Uh, and it also said in Genesis that uh, uh, Esau would serve his brethren, plural, as if there's other brothers besides Jacob. Did you catch that? Mm. It said it yeah, here, too. Uh, it said the same thing here, too. In Jubilees. Yeah, uh, it makes me wonder if it's in some way connected to Ishmael because um, he did, you know, go and hang out with Ishmael and 
took a wife of one of his daughters. But, you know, again, I don't, I'm not for certain with that. Um, not clarity on the, the story as to that. But yeah, I do. I did catch the plural there. Um, I'm looking at, uh, Joshua 29. Um, oops, I just skipped way ahead. Wow. Um, was there, I mean, you already read the Targum version of Genesis 28. Was there any other interesting text that might uh, go along with it? Yeah, I could um, go into the legends of the Jews and I can actually pick up right kind of the story of Esau taking uh, a wife of the Canaanites. So. Okay, we'll go ahead and alternate then, let you do that, and then I'll get to uh, Joshua 29 ready to go. And um, this also mentions as to the specific year that Shem died, so oh, I know you were interested in uh, that as oh, well. Oh, so. okay. Uh, okay, let me cool. <clears throat> make sure that my screen share is good. Okay. It was Isaac, or as he is sometimes called, Elihu, the son of Barakel, who revealed the wonderful mysteries of nature in his argument with Job. At the end of the years of famine, God appeared unto Isaac and bade him return to Canaan. Isaac did as he was commanded, and he settled in Hebron. At this time, he sent his younger son, Jacob, to the Bet Ha Midrash of Shem mm. and Eber to study the law of the Lord. Jacob remained there 32 years. As for Esau, he refused to learn, and he remained in the house of his father. The chase was his only occupation, and as he pursued beasts, so he pursued men, seeking to capture them with cunning and deceit. On one of his hunting expeditions, Esau came to Mount Sire, where he became acquainted with Judith of the family of Ham, and he took her unto himself as his wife and brought her to his father at Hebron. Ten years later, when Shem, his teacher, died, Jacob returned home at the age of 50. Hmm. Another six years passed, and Rebekah received the joyful news that her sister-in-law, Adonah, the wife of Laban, who, like all the women of his house, had been childless until then, had given birth to twin daughters, Leah and Rachel. Rebecca, weary of her life on account of the woman chosen by her older son, exhorted Jacob to not marry one of the daughters of Canaan, but a maiden of the family of Abraham. He assured his mother that the words of Abraham, bidding him to marry no woman of the Canaanites, were graven upon his memory. And for this reason, he was still unmarried, though he had attained the age of 62. And Esau had been urging him for 22 years past to follow his example and wed a daughter of the people of the land in which they lived. He had heard that his uncle Laban had daughters, and he was resolved to choose one of them as his wife. Deeply moved by the words of her son, Rebekah thanked him and gave praise unto God with the words, Blessed be the Lord God, and may his holy name be blessed forever and ever, who hath given me Jacob as a pure son and a holy seed. For he is thine, and thine shall his seed 
be continually and throughout all the generations forevermore. Bless him, O Lord, and place him in my mouth, the blessings of righteousness, that I may bless him. And when the Spirit of the Lord came over her, she laid her hands upon the head of Jacob and gave him her maternal blessing. It ended with the words, May the Lord of the world love thee as the heart of thy affectionate mother rejoices in thee, and may he bless thee. Esau's marriage with the daughters of the Canaanites was an abomination not only in the eyes of his mother, but also in the eyes of his father. He suffered even more than Rebekah through the idolatrous practices of his daughters-in-law. It is the nature of a man to oppose less resistance than women to disagreeable circumstances. A bone is not harmed by collision that would shiver an earthen pot in pieces. Man who is created out of the dust of the ground has not the endurance of women formed out of bone. Isaac was made prematurely old by the conduct of his daughters-in-law, and he lost the sight of his eyes. Rebecca had been accustomed in the home of her childhood to the incense burnt before idols, and she could therefore bear it under her own roof tree. Unlike her, Isaac had never had any such experience while he abode with his parents, and he was stung by the smoke arising from the sacrifices offered to their idols by his daughters-in-law in his own house. Isaac's eyes had suffered earlier in life, too, when he lay bound upon the altar about to be sacrificed by his father. The angels wept, and their tears fell upon his eyes, and there they remained and weakened his sight. At the same time, he had brought the scourge of blindness down upon himself by his love for Esau. He justified the wicked for a bride, the bribe for a bribe. The bribe of Esau's filial love and loss of vision is the punishment that follows the taking of bribes. A gift, it is said, blinds the eyes of the wise. Nevertheless, his blindness proved a benefit for Isaac as well as Jacob. In consequence of his physical ailments, Isaac had to keep at home, and so he was spared the pain of being pointed out by the people as the father of the wicked Esau. And again, if his power of vision had been unimpaired, he would not have blessed Jacob as it was God treated him as a physician, treats a sick man who is forbidden to drink wine, for which, however, he has a strong desire. To placate him, the physician orders that warm water be given him in the dark, and he be told that it is wine. When Isaac reached the age of 123 and was thus approaching the years attained by his mother, he began to meditate upon his end. It is proper that a man should prepare for death when he comes close to the age at which either of his parents passed out of life. Isaac reflected that he did not know whether the age allotted to him was his mother's or his father's, and he therefore resolved to bestow his blessing upon his older son Esau before death should overtake him. He summoned Esau and said, My son, and Esau replied, Here am I. But the Holy Spirit interposed. Though he disguises his voice and makes it sound sweet, 
put no confidence in him. There are seven abominations in his heart. He will destroy seven holy places, the tabernacle, the sanctuaries at Gilgal, Shiloh, Nob, and Gibeon, and the first and the second temple. Gently, though, Esau continued to speak to his father. He yet longed for his end to come, but Isaac was stricken with spiritual as well as physical blindness. The Holy Spirit deserted him, and he could not discern the wickedness of his older son. He bade him sharpen his slaughtering knives and beware of bringing him the flesh of an animal that had died of itself or had been torn by a beast, and he was to guard also against putting an animal before Isaac that had been stolen from its rightful owner. Then continued Isaac, Will I bless him who is worthy of being blessed? This charge was laid upon Esau on the eve of the Passover, and Isaac said to him, Tonight the whole world will sing the Hallel unto God. It is the night when the storehouses of dew are unlocked. Therefore prepare dainties for me, that my soul may bless thee before I die. But the Holy Spirit interposed, Eat not the bread of him that hath an evil eye. Isaac's longing for tidbits was due to his blindness. As the sightless cannot behold the food they eat, they do not enjoy it with full relish, and their appetite must be tempted with particularly palatable morsels. Esau sallied forth to procure what his father desired, little wrecking the wince of how, whether by robbery or theft, to hinder the quick execution of his father's order. God sent Satan on the chase with Esau. He was to delay him as long as possible. Esau would catch a deer and leave him lying bound while he pursued other game. Immediately, Satan would come and liberate the deer, and when Esau returned to the spot, his victim was not to be found. This was repeated several times. Again and again, the quarry was run down and bound and liberated so that Jacob was able, meanwhile, to carry out the plan of Rebekah, whereby he would be blessed instead of Esau. Though Rebekah had not heard the words that had passed between Isaac and Esau, they nevertheless were revealed to her through the Holy Spirit, and she resolved to restrain her husband from taking a false step. She was not actuated by love for Jacob, but by the wish of keeping Isaac from committing a detestable act. Rebekah said to Jacob, This night the storehouses of dew are unlocked. It is the night during which the celestial beings chant the Hallel unto God. The night set apart for the deliverance of thy children from Egypt, on which they too will sing the Hallel. Go now and prepare savory meat for thy father, that he may bless thee before his death. Do as I bid thee, obey me as thou art wont, for thou art my son whose children. Every one will be good and God-fearing, not one shall be graceless. In spite of his great respect for his mother, Jacob refused at first to heed her command. He feared he might commit a sin, especially as he might thus bring his father's curse down upon him. As it was, Isaac might still have a blessing for him after giving Esau his, but Rebekah allayed his anxieties with the words. When Adam was cursed, the malediction fell upon his mother. Looks like we're going the to earth break. And, 
Okay, going to break. Yep. All right. All right, we'll pick it up on the other side. Cool. Frequency Radio is your number one source for news and information without the hate, hype, and fear. We're proud to feature cutting-edge programs like Beyond the Veil with Chris and Cherie Geo. X-Squared with Brooks Agnew. Paranormal Portal with Brent Thomas. Jaronism Raw with Jaron and Missa. Fearless with Frank Castle. Strange World with Mark Sargent. The Eye of Ra with Ra Castaldo. The Infinite Bridge with Billy Ray. Ironworks with Josh Corey. The Kev Baker Show and dozens more. Did you know you can listen from any telephone by dialing 641-793-7117 or call into your favorite show toll-free at 833-TFR-LIVE. Uncensored talking news you won't hear in the mainstream media. Truth Frequency Radio, your protection from deception. Executive orders on Jack Callahan, Fox News. President Biden focusing on climate change with Wednesday's signings. The president called it Climate Day at the White House, which he says also meant Jobs Day. He signed orders centered around creating an Office of Domestic Climate Policy with an eye on revitalizing areas where oil and coal jobs have suffered. Turning old brownfield sites into new hubs of economic growth, creating new good-paying jobs in those communities where those workers live because they help build this country. Biden says his actions will not ban fracking and will make climate change important to national security and foreign policy. Fox's Gernal Scott reports the president also announced a global climate change summit to be held on Earth Day this year. Several Republicans critical, including Texas Senator Ted Cruz, telling Fox News primetime. The Democratic elites have decided that blue-collar workers, that union members... That, that, that men and women with calluses on their hands, they've made the wrong choices in John Kerry's words. Well, that that is not a unifying message. It's not doing the job we should be doing, fighting for working men and women in this country. The Department of Homeland Security warning of more potential attacks in the U.S. following the riot at the U.S. Capitol three weeks ago, saying some ideologically motivated violent extremists could continue to mobilize to incite or commit violence. Although the DHS says it isn't aware of any specific credible threats, the FBI and the Secret Service have requested National Guard troops remain in Washington until the end of March. Three members of the Oath Keepers militia have been indicted on charges. They conspired to storm the Capitol in a bid to stop Congress from certifying the Electoral College results. Wall Street Wednesday, the Dow dropped 633 points. NASDAQ lost 355. America is listening to Fox News. Your protection from, from, from deception. This is Truth Frequency Radio.
we're back on the Revolutionary Radio Project. I'm your host, Rob Skiba, and we are going into the second hour of the broadcast. And right before the break, Zen, you were reading from, I believe it was the Legends of the Jews. You want to pick up where you yes. left off? Yeah. Okay. When Adam was cursed, the malediction fell upon his mother. The earth and so shall I, thy mother, bear the imprecation. If thy father curses thee, moreover, if the worst comes to the worst, I am prepared to step before thy father and tell him Esau is a villain and Jacob is a righteous man. Thus constrained by his mother, Jacob in tears and with body bowed, went off to execute the plan made by Rebekah. As he was to provide a Passover meal, she bade him get two kids, one for the Passover sacrifice and one for the festival sacrifice. To soothe Jacob's conscience, she added that her marriage contract entitled her to two kids daily. And she continued, These two kids will bring good unto thee, the blessing of thy father, and they will bring good unto thy children. For two kids will be the atoning sacrifice offered on the day of atonement. Jacob's hesitation was not yet removed. His father, he feared, would touch him and convince himself that he was not hairy and therefore not his son Esau. Accordingly, Rebekah tore the skins of the two kids into strips and sewed them together. For Jacob was so tall, a giant, that otherwise they would not have sufficed to cover his hands. To make Jacob's disguise complete, Rebecca felt justified in putting Esau's wonderful garments on him. They were the high priestly raiment in which God had clothed Adam, the firstborn of the world. For in the days before the erection of the tabernacle, all the firstborn males officiated as priests. From Adam, these garments descended to Noah, who transmitted them to Shem, and Shem bequeathed them to Abraham, and Abraham to his son Isaac, from whom they reached Esau as the older of his two sons. It was the opinion of Rebekah that as Jacob had brought, had bought the birthright from his brother, he had thereby come into possession of the garments as well. There was no need for her to go and fetch them from the house of Esau. He knew his wives far too well to entrust so precious a treasure to them. They were in the safekeeping of his mother. Besides, he used them most frequently in the house of his parents. As a rule, he did not lay much stress upon decent apparel. He was willing to appear on the street clad in rags, but he considered it his duty to wait upon his father, arrayed in his best. My father, Esau was in the habit of saying, is a king in my sight, and it would ill become me to serve before him in anything but royal apparel. To the great respect he manifested towards his father, the descendants of Esau owe all their good fortune on earth. Thus doth God reward a good deed. Rebekah led Jacob equipped and arrayed in this way to the door of Isaac's chamber. There she parted from him. The words, Henceforward may thy creator assist thee. Jacob entered, addressing Isaac with father and receiving the response, Here am I, 
Who art thou, my son? He replied equivocally, It is I, thy firstborn son, is Esau. He sought to avoid a falsehood and yet not betray that he was Jacob. Isaac then said, Thou art greatly in haste to secure thy blessing. Thy father Abraham was seventy-five years old when he was blessed, and thou art but sixty-three. Jacob replied awkwardly, Because the Lord thy God sent me good speed. Isaac concluded at once that this was not Esau, for he would not have mentioned the name of God, and he made up his mind to fill the sun before him and make sure who he was. Terror seized upon Jacob at the words of Isaac, Come near, I pray thee that I may feel thee, my son. A cold sweat covered his body, and his heart melted like wax. Then God caused the archangels Michael and Gabriel to descend. The one seized his right hand, the other his left hand, while the Lord God himself supported him, that his courage might not fail him. Isaac felt him, and finding his hands hairy, he said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau words in which he conveyed the prophecy that so long as the voice of Jacob is heard in the house of prayer and of learning, the hands of Esau will not be able to prevail against him. Yes, he continued, it is the voice of Jacob, the voice that imposes silence upon those on earth and in heaven, for even the angels may not raise their voices in praise of God until Israel has finished his prayers. Isaac's scruples about blessing the son before him were not yet removed, for with his prophetical eye he foresaw that this one would have descendants who would vex the Lord at the same time. It was revealed to him that even the sinners in Israel would turn penitence, and then he was ready to bless Jacob. He bade him come near and kiss him, to indicate that it would be Jacob who would imprint the last kiss upon Isaac before he was consigned to the grave, he and none other. When Jacob stood close to him, he discerned the fragrance of paradise clinging to him, and he exclaimed, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of the field which the Lord hath blessed. The fragrance emanating from Jacob was not the only thing about him derived from paradise. The archangel Michael had fenced thence the wine which Jacob gave his father to drink, that an exalted mood might descend upon him. For only when a man is joyously excited, the Shekinah rests upon him. The Holy Spirit filled Isaac, and he gave Jacob his tenfold blessing. God give thee of the dew of the heaven, the celestial dew wherewith God will awaken the pious to new life in days to come, and of the fatness of the earth, the goods of this world, and plenty of corn and wine, the Torah and the commandments, which bestow the same joy upon man as abundant harvests. Peoples shall serve thee, the Japhethites and the Hamites, nations shall bow down to thee, the Shemite nations, thou wilt be lord over thy brethren, the Ishmaelites and the descendants of Keturah. Thy mother's sons will bow down to thee, Esau and his princes. 
Cursed be everyone that curseth thee, like Balaam, and blessed be everyone that blesses thee, like Moses. For each blessing invoked upon Jacob by his father Isaac, a similar blessing was bestowed upon him by God himself. In the same words, as Isaac blessed him with dew, so also God. And the remnant of Jacob shall be in the midst of many peoples as dew from the Lord. Isaac blessed him with the fatness of the earth, so also God. And he shall give the rain of thy seed that thou shalt sow the ground withal and bread of the increase of the ground, and it shall be fat and plenteous. Isaac blessed him with plenty of corn and wine, so also God. I will send you corn and wine, Isaac said. People shall serve thee, so also God. Kings shall be thy nursing fathers, and their queens thy nursing mothers. They shall bow down to thee with their faces to the earth, and lick the dust of thy feet. Isaac said, Nations shall bow down to thee, so also God. And he will make thee high above all nations which he hath made, in praise and in name and in honor. To this double blessing his mother Rebekah joined hers. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy feet against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the serpent shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. The Holy Spirit added in turn, He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Jacob left the presence of his father crowned like a bridegroom, adorned like a bride, and bathed in celestial dew, which filled his bones with marrow and transformed him into a hero and a giant. Of a miracle done for him at that very moment, Jacob himself was not aware. Had he tarried with his father an instant longer, Esau would have met him there and would surely have slain him. It happened that exactly as Jacob was on the point of leaving the tent of his father, carrying in his hand the plates off which Isaac had eaten, he noticed Esau approaching, and he concealed himself behind the door. Fortunately, it was a revolving door, so that, though he could see Esau, he could not be seen by him. Esau arrived after a delay of four hours. In spite of all the efforts he had put forth, he had not succeeded in catching any game, and he was compelled to kill a dog and prepare its flesh for his father's meal. All this had made Esau ill-humored, and when he bade his father partake of the meal, the invitation sounded harsh. Let my father arise, he said, and eat of his son's venison. Jacob had spoken differently. He had said, Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison. The words of Esau terrified Isaac greatly. His fright exceeded that which he had felt when his father was about to offer him as a sacrifice. And he cried out, Who then is he that hath been the mediator between me and the Lord to make the blessing reach Jacob? 
words meant to imply that he suspected Rebecca of having instigated Jacob's act. Isaac's alarm was caused by his seeing hell at the feet of Esau. Scarcely had he entered the house when the walls therefore began thereof began to get hot on account of the nearness of hell which he brought along with him. Isaac could not but exclaim, Who will be burnt down yonder, I or my son Jacob? And the Lord answered him, Neither thou nor Jacob, but the hunter. Isaac told Esau that the meat set before him by Jacob had had marvelous qualities. Any savor that one desired, it possessed. It was even endowed with the taste of the food that God will grant the pious in the world to come. I know not, he said, what the meat was, but I had only to wish for bread, and it tasted like bread, or fish, or locusts, or flesh of animals. In short, it had the taste of any dainty one could wish for. When Esau heard the word flesh, he began to weep, and he said, To me Jacob gave no more than a dish of lentils, and in payment for it he took my birthright. What must he have taken from thee for flesh of animals? Hitherto Isaac had been in great anguish on account of the thought that he had committed a wrong in giving his blessing to his younger son instead of the firstborn to whom it belonged by law and custom. But when he heard that Jacob had acquired the birthright from Esau, he said, I gave my blessing to the right one. In his dismay, Isaac had the intention of cursing Jacob for having wrested the blessing from him through cunning. God prevented him from carrying out his plan. He reminded him that he would but curse himself, seeing that his blessing contained the words, Cursed be everyone that curseth thee. But Isaac was not willing to acknowledge his blessing, valid as applied to Jacob, until he was informed that his second son was the possessor of the birthright. Only then did he say, Yea, he shall be blessed. Whereat Esau cried with an exceeding great and bitter cry, by way of punishment for having been the cause of such distress. A descendant of Jacob, Mordecai, was also made to cry with a loud and bitter cry, and his grief was brought forth by the Amalekite, Haman, the descendant of Esau. At the words of Isaac, thy brother came with wisdom and hath taken away thy blessing. Esau spat out in vexation and said, he took away my birthright and I kept silence. And now that he takes away my blessing, should I also keep silence? Is not he rightly named Jacob for he has supplanted me these two times? Isaac continued to speak to Esau. Behold, I have made him thy lord. He is thy king, and do what thou wilt, thy blessing will still belong to him. All his brethren have I given to him for slaves, and what slaves possess belongs to their owner. There is nothing for it. Thou must be content that thou wilt receive thy bread baked from thy master. The Lord took it ill of Isaac that he cheered him with such kind words. To mine enemy he reproached him. Thou sayest, What shall I do for thee, my son? Isaac replied, 
Oh, that he might find grace with thee. God, he is a recreant. Isaac, doth he not act righteously when he honors his parents? God, in the land of uprightness, will he deal wrongfully? He will stretch his hands forth in days to come against the temple. Isaac, then let him enjoy much good in this world, that he may not behold the abiding place of the Lord in the world to come. When it became plain to Esau that he could not induce his father to annul the blessing bestowed upon Jacob, he tried to force a blessing for himself by an underhanded trick. He said, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also. Oh, my father, else it will be said that thou hast but one blessing to bestow. Suppose both Jacob and I have been righteous men. Had not then thy God had two blessings, one for each? The Lord himself made reply, Silence! Jacob will bless the twelve tribes, and each blessing will be different from every other. But Isaac felt great pity for his older son, and he wanted to bless him. But the Shekinah forsook him, and he could not carry out what he proposed. Thereupon Esau began to weep. He shed three tears, one ran from his right eye, the second from his left eye, and the third remained hanging from his eyelash. God said, This villain cries for his very life, and should I let him depart empty-handed? And then he bade Isaac bless his older son. The blessing of Isaac ran thus, Behold, of the fat of the earth shall be thy dwelling by which he meant greater Greece in Italy, and of the dew of heaven from above, referring to Bet-Gubrin, and by thy sword shalt thou live, and thou shalt serve thy brother. But when he casts off the yoke of the Lord, then shalt thou shake off his yoke from off thy neck, and thou wilt be his master. The blessing which Isaac gave to his older son was bound to no condition whatsoever. Whether he deserved them or not, Esau was to enjoy the goods of this world. Jacob's blessing, however, depended upon his pious deeds. Through them he would have a just claim upon earthly prosperity. Isaac thought, Jacob is a righteous man. He will not murmur against God, though it should come to pass that suffering be inflicted upon him in spite of his upright life. But that reprobate Esau, if he should do a good deed or pray to God and not be heard, he would say, As I pray to idols for naught, so in vain to pray to God. For this reason did Jacob Isaac for this reason did Isaac bestow an unconditional blessing upon Esau. Uh, this part is Jacob leaving his father's house. Esau hated his brother Jacob on account of the blessing that his father had given him. And Jacob was very much afraid of his brother Esau. And he fled to the house of Eber, the son of Shem. And he concealed himself there 14 years on account of his brother Esau. And he continued there to learn the ways of the Lord and his commandments. When Esau saw that Jacob had fled and escaped from him, and Jacob had cunningly obtained the blessing, then Esau grieved exceedingly. And he was also vexed at his father and mother, at his father and mother. He also rose up and took his wife and went away from his father and mother to the land of Sire. 
There he married his second wife, Basamath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite. And he called her name Ada, saying that the blessing had in that time passed from him. After dwelling in Sire for six months, Esau returned to the land of Canaan and placed his two wives in his father's house in Hebron. And the wives of Esau vexed and provoked Isaac and Rebekah with their works, for they walked not in the ways of the Lord, but served their father's gods of wood and stone, as their fathers had taught them. And they were more wicked than their fathers. They sacrificed and burnt incense to Balaam, to the Balaam, and Isaac and Rebekah became weary of them. And at the end of 14 years of Jacob's residing in the house of Eber, Jacob desired to see his father and his mother, and he returned home. Esau had forgotten in those days what Jacob had done to him, and having taken the blessing from him. But when Esau saw Jacob returning to his parents, he remembered what Jacob had done to him, and he was greatly incensed against him, and he sought to slay him. But Esau would not kill Jacob while his father was yet alive, lest Isaac beget another son. He wanted to be sure of being the only heir. However, his hatred against Jacob was so great that he determined to hasten the death of his father and then dispatch Jacob. Such murderous plans Esau cherished in his heart, though he denied that he was arboring them. But God spoke. Probably thou knowest not that I examine the hearts of men, for I am the Lord that searcheth the heart, and not God alone knew the secret desires of Esau. Rebekah, like all the mothers, was a prophetess, and she delayed not to warn Jacob of the danger that hung over him. Thy brother, she said to him, is as sure of accomplishing his wicked purpose as though thou wert dead. Now therefore... My son, obey my voice and arise. Flee thou to Laban, my brother, to Haran, and tarry with him for seven years until thy brother's fury turn away. In the goodness of her heart, Rebekah could not but believe that the anger of Esau was only a fleeting passion and would disappear in the course of time. But she was mistaken. His hate persisted until the end of his life. Courageous as he was, Jacob would not run away from danger. He said to his mother, I am not afraid. If he wishes to kill me, I will kill him. To which she replied, Let me not be bereaved of both my sons in one day. By words, Rebekah again showed her prophetic gift. As she spoke, so it happened. When their time came, Esau was slain while the burial of Jacob was taking place. And Jacob said to Rebekah, Behold, thou knowest that my father has become old and does not see. If I leave him and go away, he will be angry and will curse me, and I will not go. If he sends me, only then will I go. Accordingly, Rebekah went to Isaac, and amid tears she spoke to him thus, If Jacob take a wife of the daughters of Heth, what good shall my life do me? And Isaac called Jacob and charged him, and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan, for thus did our father Abraham command us, according to the word of the Lord, which he hath commanded him, saying, Unto thy seed will I give the land, if thy children keep my covenant that I have made with thee. Then will I also perform to thy children that which I have spoken 
unto thee, and I will not forsake them. Now therefore, my son, hearken to my voice, forsake them. Now therefore, hearken to my voice, do all that I shall command thee, and refrain from taking a wife from amongst the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Haran, to the house of Bethuel, thy father, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. Take heed, lest thou shouldst forget the Lord thy God in all his ways in the land to which thou goest, and shouldst join thyself to the people of the land, and pursue vanity, and forsake the Lord thy God. But when thou comest to the land, serve the Lord. Do not turn to the right or to the left from the way which I commanded thee, and which thou didst learn. And may the Almighty God grant thee favor before the people of the land, that thou mayest take a wife there according to thy choice, one who is good and upright in the way of the Lord. And may God give unto thee and thy seed the blessing of thy father Abraham, and make thee fruitful and multiply thee, and mayest thou become a multitude of people in the land whither thou goest, and may God cause thee to return to thy land, the land of thy father's dwelling, with children and with great riches, with joy and with pleasure. As the value of a document is attested by its concluding words, the signature of the witnesses, so Isaac confirmed the blessing yet bestowed upon Jacob, that none might say Jacob had secured it by intrigue and cunning. He blessed him again with three blessings. In these words, in so far as I am endowed with the power of blessing, I bestow blessing upon thee. That was a lot. Yeah. From the dawn of man, we have turned to nature to help attain balance within ourselves. But somewhere, we lost our way. Western culture is once again remembering the healing benefits of CBD, the non-psychoactive component of the hemp plant. That's why more and more people who use CBD report relief from inflammation and chronic pain, balanced blood sugar and cardiovascular system, relief from muscle tensions, tremors, migraines, headaches, anxiety, depression, and the list goes on. The big question is, where do you get it? Iolife is a 99% pure CBD oil made with all organic ingredients, and it's available to TFR listeners worldwide. If you use coupon code TFR at checkout, you'll get $5 towards your order. Head on over to iolife.com now. That's A-Y-A life.com. This, this, this is iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio makes you want to move. When you have a great melody, a song to last forever. Instantly connected. I love it when the beat goes. Did you know you can listen to True Frequency Radio on iHeartRadio? Just download the app to your smart car, smartphone, or smart TV and get the best of TFR wherever you are. iHeartRadio. I'll see you there. 
So you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. For millennia, mankind has been searching for answers to the big questions, such as, where did the universe come from? Where did we come from? Why are we here? Are we alone? And just what the heck is the Sasquatch all about? I can't promise you answers and neither can the Woo Crew, but they invite you to join them Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, midnight in the UK, for Freaky Friday, exclusively on Truth Frequency Radio. Spirituality, multiverse, quantum mechanics, the occult, and so much conspiracy analysis that it will make your mind melt. Take my word for it. Freaky Friday. It's more than a show. It's a way of life. I'm Stephen Hawking, and I'm proud to be a Wookiee. No hate. No hype. No, no, no. We are T-F-R Frequency Radio. We're back on the Revolutionary Radio Project. I'm your host, Rob Skiba, and we are in the final half-hour segment of the broadcast. As usual, this is flying by. Zen, you were about to wrap up on the parallel portion from the Legends of the Jews, so I'll go ahead and yeah. turn it back Just to you. A couple you. more paragraphs. Sure. All right. Yep. And All right. Um, may God, with whom there is endless blessing, give thee his and also the blessing wherewith Abraham desire to bless me desisting only in order not to provoke the jealousy of Ishmael seeing with his prophetic eye the seed of Jacob would once be compelled to go into exile Isaac offered up one more petition that God would bring the exiles back again he said he shall deliver thee in six troubles and in the seventh there shall no evil touch thee and also Rebecca prayed to God in behalf of Jacob O Lord of the world let not the purpose prosper which Esau harbors against Jacob put a bridle upon him that he accomplish not all he wills to do when Esau observed that even his father's love had passed from him to Jacob he went away to Ishmael and he addressed him as follows Lo, as thy father gave all his possessions to thy brother Isaac and dismissed thee with empty hands, so my father purposeth to do to me. 
Make thyself ready then. Go forth and slay thy brother, and I will slay mine. And then we too shall divide the whole world between us. And Ishmael replied, Why dost thou want me to slay thy father? Thou canst do it thyself. Esau said, It hath happened aforetime that a man killeth his brother. Cain murdered Abel. But that a son should kill his father is unheard of. Esau did not really shrink back from parricide. Only it chanced not to fit the plan he had hatched. If Ishmael slays my father, he said to himself, I am the rightful redeemer, and I shall kill Ishmael to avenge my father. And if then I murder Jacob too, everything will belong to me as the heir of my father and my uncle. This shows that Esau's marriage with Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael and grandchild of Abraham, was not concluded out of regard for his parents, who were opposed to his two other wives, daughters of the Canaanites. All he desired was to enter into amicable relations with Ishmael in order to execute his devilish plan. But Esau reckoned without his host. The night before his wedding with Mahalath, Ishmael died, and Neboath, the son of Ishmael, stepped into his father's place and gave away his sister. How little it had been in Esau's mind to make his parents happy by taking a granddaughter of Abraham to wife appears from the fact that he kept his two other wives, the Canaanitish women. The daughter of Ishmael followed the example of her companions, and thus she but added to the grief caused the parents of Esau by their daughters-in-law, and the opportunity might have been a most favorable one for Esau to turn aside from his godless ways and amend his conduct for the bridegroom as pardon on his wedding day for all his sins committed in years gone by. Scarcely had Jacob left his father's house when Rebekah began to weep, for she was sorely distressed about him. Isaac comforted her, saying, Weep not for Jacob. In peace doth he depart, and in peace will he return. The Lord God Most High will guard him against all evil and be with him. He will not forsake him all the days of his life. Have no fear for him, for he walketh on the right path. He is a perfect man and he hath faith in God, he will not perish. Wow, that really expanded on a lot of things. Yeah. Even yeah, more, yeah, I mean, it it's does. like Joshua and Jubilee, we didn't read Joshua yet, but, I mean, Jubilee's expanded on Genesis, and that just really expanded. Although it did say that uh, Shem died at when Jacob was 50, but... Mm-hmm. The like I have the wall chart of world history that's based off the Mesoretic text. It shows Shem dying about five years before Jacob's born. Mm. So um, that's interesting. I had somebody ask me if you were selling your wall charts and where they could get oh, access yeah. to one if you had them available. Uh, yeah, uh, BabylonRisingBooks.com. If you go there okay. and click on the store page and then look for digital products, you'll you'll see the timeline charts there. I don't okay, I don't great. sell the printed one because it's not worth it to 
try to get them printed and mark them up where I could just I, I just sell the files that they can then take to uh, uh, like they could enough. go to Staples or any you know where they could find the best deals they can find basically and yeah. get get them cheaper than me having to print them and then mark them up. So, mm-hmm. uh, but and and I provide it in both uh, a digital format that you can view on the computer as well as one ready for print, 300 DPI that you could take to any printer pretty much. So, okay, right on. Uh, well, I'll definitely uh, let them know. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, so you know my timeline charts very much parallel, you know the wall chart of world history and the and the timelines that Dr. Ken Johnson and other people do, based on on that timeline, which of course is different if you go off the um, the fifty five hundred year timeline and the Septuagint right. timeline. Uh, but it is interesting. This is the first time I've seen where the legends of the Jews deviated from some of the other. Hebrew text that in terms of that date I mean that's that has Shem living you know a good 55 years longer uh, than the timeline charts that I'm looking at so it shows Shem dies at 1850 1846 a.m. Uh, no excuse me BC 1846 BC and Jacob being born in 1840 BC Interesting. Um, uh, it also made mention a few times of Jacob being a giant. What's up with that? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Um, that that is interesting as well. Have you heard that um, elsewhere? No, I've not seen that mentioned previously. Hmm. Uh, the only thing you know other that I've seen is that Esau was uh, mentioned as having double sets of teeth. Um, but oh, yeah, I remember you know, that. Again, the, yeah, um, but I've not seen anything else anywhere indicating either of them uh, being giants or, you know, of great stature. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, it, it was kind of mm-hmm. cool that this mentioned uh, Mordecai being a descendant of Jacob and Haman being a descendant of Esau. There's a little bit of a right. preview of things to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, that story uh, between Mordecai and Haman is a continuation of the, because you know Esau and Ishmael are both considered the seed of the serpent and children, you know, of perdition, and so the enmity between the seed lines is a continuation between Ishmael and Isaac, and then also Jacob and Esau, and they're the twelve tribes and the sons of uh, Esau, which you know, the book of Joshua goes into great detail, but um, yeah, the story of Mordecai and Haman is also the parallel, the enmity between the the wheat and the tares, the goat and the sheep, and, you know, continuation of that battle. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, Elon, that's the first time I've heard the name Elon other than Elon Musk uh, being a Hittite. Elon the Hittite. Mm-hmm. That was kind of interesting. That stood out to me. Uh, also talked about Esau's death uh, being, he, he was slain while Jacob was being buried, uh, which is a fascinating right. story. We'll, we'll get there uh, eventually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Jasher, that covers that too. Yeah, it covers it quite well. Uh, what, a right. sto- what a story that was, man. Right. Uh, with Joseph. And the document, uh, the document, the birthright document. Yeah, that's right, right. Uh, being gathered by Naphtali. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, very cool yeah. stuff. Um, a lot of elaboration there. I mean, that's when Joseph he, he brings a whole parade up from Egypt, right? No less to yes. uh, honor his all the kings. Yeah, yeah, that, that's quite a and and Esau still plotting. Uh, you know, even at that point, uh, and then right. uh, was it Naphtali? So one of the guys just Benjamin. Somebody ran up to him and just killed him. It uh, was uh, one of the children of Dan. Oh, it was the children of Dan. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, the one that was uh, deaf, he couldn't. Oh, that's he right. Couldn't hear, and the yeah, that's Esau right. was all this complaining, and he got tired of it because they were holding up the. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah the. It's quite the, the burial frame. Quite the story. Um, yeah. Oh, but wow! I mean, this uh, that text that you just read, "Legends of the Jews." For people in the chat room, are wondering. Uh, Zen was reading uh, from the legend of the legends of the Jews. Uh, really shows Esau's I heart. Mean, his, yeah, what an attitude. Um, you know, he's thinking, okay, I'm not gonna. You know, we have biblical precedents for someone killing their brother, but not nobody killing their father. So uh, I'll get his brother to kill him. That's what I'll do. I'll go get right. it. I'll get Ishmael because yeah. I mean, hey, dude. You know, remember when you were dissed? Yeah, I got dissed too. Why don't we go team up together? Why don't you kill your brother and I'll kill mine? You know, and uh -huh. and he even said after he, if he could, if he was able to convince Ishmael to kill his brother Isaac, he intended to kill Ishmael afterwards. <laughs> right, as an avenge killing. What a scumbag you know, to, to become the the savior. Yeah, totally. And even took his daughter to wife as a a way to you know gain his confidence. It's pretty dirty. He's quite devious. Oh man, I mean. Uh, so I mean, we we you don't get all the you don't you get very little of this in Genesis, but we see, you know, why Jacob is favored because I mean he's spending just like uh, Abraham, he's spending time in the house of Shem and Eber, you know. Apparently they had some kind of school going on, like the school of the Melchizedek, that you know he right. was being yes. mm -hmm. trained up. The for. order of the ancients, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty Melchizedek priesthood. That's fascinating to me, and and well, you know, it makes me wonder because he he gave Esau the sword of Methuselah, right? Which you know that's all part of the Melchizedek deal. So that's kind of bizarre. I wonder. I mean, there's never any mention of it, but you know, it's it's certainly uh, good material for story writing uh, mm -hmm. to come up with some cool dialogue in that regard, but. Uh, I mean, it is because I mean it said even said that Jacob had been using it to kill demons before that, right? Which is something you and don't giants and another right, and, uh, right. That's something you don't hear much of, like it, it, certainly in the uh, canonized text. You don't hear much about demons. Yes, Saul deals with uh, you know demons later uh, with Saul and David and that whole deal, but. It's it's like you don't really get much with demons in the Old Testament. Every now and then, a little bit here and there, but then it's, it's like they're everywhere in the New Testament. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the other thought that occurred to me, and, and this is something kind of I don't really have an answer for. And I, I don't know that there is an answer for it, but you know, do we we've heard it said, do the ends justify the means? Right? Um, there's a lot of deceit going on here. Uh, it, which, I mean, even it, it, at least in the text that you were reading, it, it shows Yahuwah, Michael, and Gabriel, and Rebecca all conspiring together in deceit right. for Jacob right. to, to be yeah. deceitful. 
Now, right. the text goes out of its way to show you that Esau's a scumbag. So, yes. and, and like yes. he has nothing but evil continually in his heart and mind. So, right, we get that. Uh, but yet, there's all this deceit, plotting. You know, uh, <laughs> you know the ends justify the means kind of thing. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. man, is there was there no righteous way of doing it? You know, some would say this is righteous, but I mean, there's a lot of deceit going on there. Right. Well, you know, it, it reminds me of the story of Tamar as well. Yeah. Uh, with Judah, because yeah, in the story, in you know, it elaborates in also the legends of the Jews, and other places that she was, like Rebecca, she was instructed and she was a prophetess as well. She was the the daughter of Shem. Yeah. And Tamar. so yeah. you know, she was, um, had the the gift of foresight as well. But she was instructed by the Holy Spirit to wait at the wayside for Judah and to, you know, to dress up, I guess, like a harlot to entice him. And so that seems in the regular story in the Genesis narrative, it seems to be cunning. And it also seems to for her to play the uh, role of a harlot and, you know, with most people don't know that she was the daughter of Shem, nor that she was a prophetess, nor that she was a super righteous woman. And that because of that, Judah, when he didn't know that he was the father of her children, uh, blamed her and accused her. And there was a trial to burn her by fire. And then that's when she brought forth the relics, um, the, the mantle, the ring, yeah. And the staff, you know, which was the um, the the staff, the the rod of wonder. And then because Judah had given them to her after that trial, Jacob took them back and gave them instead uh, to Joseph. And so that's how Joseph ended up with the uh, rod of wonder and also the garments of power. So, yeah, very intriguing story. And that it was the Holy Spirit that instructed her to do just as Rebecca here, because she knew from Abraham that the blessings would be and the seed of promise would be through uh, Jacob and not Esau. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sheila calls that Operation Leverage. Uh, <laughs> that, that was because, you know, of all the people, right, to not marry a Canaanite you know, the, the command you're know, going back to Abraham is don't marry a Canaanite right of all right, of, of right. all the children of the promised line it had to be Judah right that goes and marries a Canaanite for right you know, exactly because like, yeah. we know that the, the, the promise of the Messiah was going to come through Judah so of all people right. of all people <laughs> it's Judah that goes and marries a, a Canaanite and right. I maintain that you know that's the reason why his sons I mean we see, yes. you know, one of them does evil, and then one of them is evil. You know, it's like right. you know the the way it's described. It just says, you know, God saw him as evil, you know, right. and kills him. Uh, and you know, then you have the the last son, uh, Shela, the the he he was too young, so Obed, yes, he, he has to put him away, you know, and and wait, right, uh, for. For Tamar to, uh, or for him to get older, so Tamar can marry. And, older. But this time, right. you know, she's already used goods in the eyes of that society. You know, she's mm-hmm. she's had two former 
husbands, and it, the law was, you know, if your your brother dies, you take up his wife to bear children for him, you know. Right. So, uh, and then it, Judah's like, yeah, I lost two sons already to this woman. I'm not going to give my third one, you know. So Tamar's like, oh, right. yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, broke his broke his promise, it, uh, which tells you a little bit of something to Judah's character too, that that she would think in her mind, or I mean, be instructed, you know. Uh, yeah, he apparently likes to mess around with prostitutes. So prostitutes, uh, right? <laughs> go do yourself up like a prostitute, you know. And mm-hmm. um, man, wait right there. But it, you know, it's because of that that the the line was preserved, and uh, exactly that's why yes. I, I wrote a blog back in um, oh gosh, it must have been 2011, I think, called "Building a Pure Nation." And uh, uh-huh. I'll put the link in the chat room there. But it was when I was coming to an understanding of all that, that uh, 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 that's what he was doing. You know, it was, it was operation, right. operation leverage to uh, yes. preserve the, the, preserve the, the true seed line, line against yes. the bad one. Yeah, through Ferris and Zara. You know, it's like, you know, it, some of these things, again, the ends justify the means. It's like if they if they didn't do these things... The, the whole promise and everything would have been jacked up. I mean, it would. Right, right. So you kind of have to, I guess, you know. Yes. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you're instructed by God and you're aided, you know, by the word of the Lord as well. Um, instructed by the Holy Spirit. I mean, yeah, you you have to listen to the most. High. Well, and this is, you know, Isaac's always been kind of a wild card to me too. You know, uh, yes, he was. I get that he's a picture of Yeshua being willing to obey the Father even unto death, you know, lay his own life down. Uh, but then after that, he kind of goes off the rails. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, I mean, yes, he lays himself down. Then the, we know the story that, the you know, there was a ram caught in a thicket and all that and that he didn't have to get sacrificed. And he grows up and, you know, he 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 spends time too, I believe, didn't he? He spent time in the house of Shem also. Uh, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it says uh, 14 years in between him, you know, him leaving uh, to run from Esau at his mother's request and before he went to Laban's. No, no, I mean Isaac. Yeah. Isaac. Uh, Jacob. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I'm talking about Jacob. Yeah, yeah Isaac. Uh, but yes, Isaac does as well, yeah. So he was instructed yeah. in the ways, but yet he's... He's right. he's like you know Esau's my boy you know that's my that's my that's right. my first, right. well, I mean I guess that's just yeah. the, the love of a father I mean his firstborn son right. is going well firstborn right. I mean by what seconds <laughs> minutes yeah yeah exactly uh, but you know maybe he is the uh, you know like uh, fathers like their jockish children yeah you know the kind of yeah the sports kid or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was, I was, I mean, I could play sports, but I was never really, I didn't care about them, which was my dad did, didn't either. He wasn't much into sports. My uncle was, his brother. Uh, uh-huh. he, he was into sports, and, and he was, I forget how many years younger my uncle is than my dad, but you know, my grandfather was very athletic. So, you know, they were always out doing the, the sports thing, you know, and my dad was kind of the, mm-hmm. kind of more the bookworm, <laughs> you know, studying mm-hmm. intellectual type, you know. Right, right. So yeah, I mean, I guess there's probably something to that. Yeah, there seems to be. 
uh, and the only other thing that uh, caught my attention, and we've talked about this before too, but words apparently had a lot more meaning then, or they probably still do. We just don't realize how powerful right. words are. Yes. Yeah, most people, you know, don't understand that all of our words are really prayers and they have blessing and curses attached to them according to our intent and our in, uh, our well-being or our well wishes to others or, you know, and that's why I think it's very important. And the Bible tells us so many places that, you know, the tongue uh, inflicts this kind of cursing and blessing and most people aren't aware of that and that's why you know I think the worst thing to do is to to damn a person yeah um, oh yeah, yeah and, that's and like yourself straight up uh, yeah. cursing I, I, oh yeah anything damning anything and especially to ask God to do that you know yeah I think that's like black magic or evil yeah yeah it's it's something I have to remind myself of is is to be careful. Uh, like I, I, I have a lot of negative self, self talk, you know, uh, uh-huh. that I, like, dude, like knock it off. Like, and there was a reason like for, for several years, uh, quite a number of years, I was seeing triple digits all the time. I still see them every now and then, but not like I was before, before I was seeing them like five, 10 times a day, you know, Triple, every time I, you know, I'd look at a license plate, it'd be a triple digit or, you know, a clock or whatever. I was seeing triple digits everywhere. And I was finally like, what is this? You know, why, why am I seeing this? You know, so it set me on a path to try to understand the meaning of the numbers, which was cool. Uh, but at the same time, I was doing, practicing what I call positive confessions or having a contract for myself where, uh-huh. okay, whatever you're not, write a contract as if you are, you know. Uh, if you're not confident, you know, I'm a bold, confident man or whatever, you know, yes, yes, yes. creating something uh-huh. like that. And, and, uh, I would put it up on my bathroom mirror and I would say it out loud to myself before I went to sleep. And, uh, as soon as I woke up in the morning, I would say it out loud too and make it like my positive confession. And I had quite right. a number of them, uh, that I actually achieved, like anything that I had said in time, it would manifest, you know? So I, yes. I, it proved it to myself, like, this really works, you know, like, wow. Right, absolutely, yeah. So um, my current one that I'm working on right now is, an, as an award-winning filmmaker, I bring powerful visions to life on motion picture screens all over the world. My ideas draw millions of people into the kingdom of God, and, you know, uh, and I am heir to the blessings of Abraham, so I lack for nothing. Hey, awesome. So I love that. that it, so what happened was uh, he, the Holy Spirit told me, every time I see a triple digit, that's my trigger to speak uh-huh. my confession out loud. You know? Yes. So uh, it's been a while since I've done that. So I, this is, I'm speaking to myself here like, dude, get back on it again. You know, right. I, I right. Got to manifest these things again because I mean, it does, it, it, you're either speaking positive over yourself or negative uh, and yes. others, you know, frankly. Uh, so yes. it's, a, it's, it's something to be thinking about. Absolutely. Uh and the more that you recognize and acknowledge that, and the more you are in control of that, uh, the more you you know stay away from negativity and um, try to stay positive, so that you can bring blessings on to yourself and others, and also attract that uh, blessing. Because you know energy does work that way as well. You reap what you sow, um, and the the if you do positive. You know, like random acts of kindness. I think mm. that that also 
uh, attracts blessings. And that's the way that God has, you know, made the world so that the more we give, the more we share, and the more we take care of each other and one another, the more that he will pour blessings out upon us. And mm-hmm. um, so it's a beautiful thing the way that it, he has it set up. Good word, man. All right. See Be you blessed, next brother. Blessings, everybody. We'll see you next week on the Revolutionary Radio Project. Good night, everyone. Good night, all. Shalom.